Hello friends, coming to you from the mountains of uh, beautiful Colorado. Uh, we are on, uh, on a little trip here. We uh, have been off since 1st of June and we've went to a lot of places and now we've landed in beautiful, sunny, rainy, cool Colorado. Now, it's been a long time since I've been home. Um, right after we got out of school, we did West Virginia, New Mexico, Tennessee, South Dakota. I was home for one day from South Dakota and took off to come out here to beautiful Colorado, headed to Gunnison. I was actually um, pulling a boat for a friend of mine to Gunnison and then going to spend uh, three or four days out just exploring and meet my wife in uh, Denver. She's flying in to meet me and we were going to make our way south to uh, Great Sand Dunes National Park and <laughs> it's so funny. I'm going to talk today about traveling with pets and uh, Bruiser's back there just snoring away. He is. We went in uh, Bass Pro Shops trying to buy a little time a while ago, and uh, he got hot and winded, and now he's just right back here behind me, just sawing some logs. He just, he's just, he's just loving life right now, just in La La Land. But anyway, I get back from, I'm gone to South Dakota on a motorcycle trip, and while we were gone. My wife sends me pictures and videos about Bruiser sitting on the front porch waiting for Dad to come home. And a vehicle goes by and he thinks it's me and he takes off running and she says he's sitting on the back of the couch and looking for me to walk in just any time and he gets sick and he won't eat and he gets in such depression that it's it's just hard for him to cope with when either she or I are not there all the time he has separation anxiety and I don't know if your pet is like that but but he is he's something and we've only had him for a couple of years but he has latched onto us like we've been his parents since day one and it's cool but it's something that we have to deal with pretty much all the time so here I am in South Dakota she's telling me about all this we had just taken a trip to Tennessee with some friends. We were back home a couple days. He had stayed with her daughter and and she just made me feel guilty. And I would we were going to let him stay again with her daughter. She's got a little dog he plays with and and it's just it works out good for us, but I just felt bad. And I said, I'm taking him. I'm taking him with me. It'll be harder. Uh it'll be more to contend with. It won't be um you know, it's it won't be where I can just go and do as I want. It'll just be different. And I just told her, I said, I'll just take him with me. And uh, he'll take up more room. It'll be just a completely different trip. And now she's flying in, and we're going to spend another seven days out exploring the Rockies. And and so it's, it's going to be a completely different trip so we take off we're pulling this boat it's a slow go the FJ doesn't have a ton of power it's a heavy boat and we're just 
tootling along down I-40. We get off just west of uh, Oklahoma City, just short of Amarillo. We start heading west up through um, northwest Oklahoma, and, and my uh, weather alert pops up, and, and um, you know, I've stopped a few times to let him go potty and drink, and he won't eat while we're traveling. He just gets in shutdown mode, and, and, um, and so we just... Uh, we're tootling along through there, just hammered down, trying to make it as far as we can. And um, we come upon these storms, and Bruiser hates storms. And let me tell you, when uh, thunder hits, when the thunder rolls, the barking starts. And uh, he is, he's just right on it when the when the thunder hits. But, man, that my phone did a weather alert, dangerous thunderstorm ahead, and I thought about pulling over, but there's nowhere. I mean, we were in the middle of nowhere northwest oklahoma and i saw these storms off in a distance and and i looked them up on the radar while i still had still had service and i thought ah man i don't know storms out here can get pretty pretty dangerous but i just kept going and let me tell you he was snoozing along just snoring like he is right now and we come along on this on this storm and i swear we were right in the middle of a tornado all i could see was dirt blowing right to left i could not see the road could not see the white line the center line couldn't see anything pull over put my flashers on and and i'm just sitting there in the middle of the road with the flashers on and he doesn't miss a beat doesn't miss a snore doesn't miss nothing and here i am being the parent and worried about him, worried about us. I thought the wind was going to blow us over. I mean, it was blowing that hard. And he's just not missing a beat. Just living the carefree, fancy life. He's with Dad, traveling, loving, doing what he loves to do. Traveling in the car. And here in a minute, it just subsides and we take off. And we hit a few more. I'm not quite near that bad. But, you know, he just sleeps. Looks up every now and then when we stop. Lays his head back down, goes back to sleep. And I have to worry about him getting some drinks, him going potty, getting something to eat. Where are we going to sleep tonight? And that was the next thing. We pull over just short of the Texas line. And it's about 1 o'clock in the morning, and I've been driving for 13 hours. And I'm tired. I've, I've got to take a break. And so... We just pull over. He's already asleep, and I just sleep here in the in the driver's seat and uh, sleep for about four or five hours. Get up about six o'clock. We take off, and uh, next time we come to uh, a place where I can get fuel, I get him out. He goes to the bathroom, jumps right back in, goes right back to sleep. We pull into Gunnison about eleven o'clock. Uh, now it's Wednesday morning. Uh, he still hadn't ate anything, and I'm worried to death about him. And, but that's just the way he gets. He just shits, gets in shutdown mode. I don't know if your pet does that when you travel. But then here I am with no place to go, nothing to do, no place to stay. Um, and we have to find the National Forest. I jumped, I dropped the boat off, grabbed grab me some Taco Bell, um, and... We start heading east. Uh, grab me a book, Colorado Trails, the South Central Region. 
these are excellent books uh peter massey and Jean wilson gene wilson i don't know how you pronounce her name put together these books and they have all the trails they have them ranked according to difficulty length gps coordinates all these different things so i i prepared myself and got these books so i saw where this forest road 887 was just east of gunnison about 20 miles and it took you up into uh the historical district of um pitkin and saint elmo and these little old railroad towns where back in the 1800s they were building the railroad from east to west and they had to go over the mountains somehow so this is where they decided to go over the mountains there's tunnels up there lots of off-road trails hiking it's uh in the national forest um it's in the gunnison national forest so we take off we find forest road 887 we take off beautiful road come to a lake i get out let him stretch his legs run around a little bit of course he's got to sniff everything and then he's ready to get right back in the car he's ready to go ready to go so we go down this road it goes over a little pass goes up to about nine ninety five hundred feet maybe and comes down uh, into the little town of pitkin and this little old town is awesome i mean it built in the 1800s still has the community center that also uh, is used as a church on sunday i uh, got some pictures there it was raining um afternoon thunderstorms every afternoon here in colorado and so we take off looking for a place to stay it's getting about I don't know, three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Find a little creek where a bruiser could get down in there and wade in the creek because he loves to play in the water. And start setting up everything. Get the eye camper popped up. Um, get the bat wing uh, folded out because I knew that it would start raining. Um, I get his bowl out, get him some food, get him some water. And then I have to deal with bugs biting flies mosquitoes they don't really have ticks here in colorado like we do in arkansas but how do you fight the bugs for a dog how do you keep the mosquitoes and the biting flies off a dog when he gets bit by a biting fly or mosquito it makes a huge almost a whelp bump on his legs and all over his body well, I noticed that about 7 o'clock after we had had dinner that he started getting those bumps all over his body. And, of course, I was tired already because I slept in the driver's seat for about four hours. And really, that was off and on. So we go ahead and get up in the eye camper, close everything off. It's got a complete, you know, bug um, shelter, proof bug mosquito nets everywhere. So we just get up there and we lay down. I put his bed up there. And now I'm having to deal with carrying him up the ladder to get into rooftop tent. There's no really good way of carrying a 62-pound bulldog up a ladder. So I just heave him over my shoulder, put his bed up there, and say, get on your bed. And here he is. He slept 24 out of the last 30 hours, and he's ready to lay down again. Um, he's short of breath on oxygen because the oxygen levels were lay um you know not very good at high altitudes and he just lays down and 
I pass out. But this is a two-person tent, and now it's a one-and-a-half-person tent because he's taking up the bottom half. And so do you think about these things when you take your pet? Do you think about what are you going to do if there's bugs? What are you going to do if it's too hot or too cold? Do you have a jacket for them to put on? Do you have um, DEET or some kind of mosquito repellent for them to put on? Or are they allergic to it? If you put it on them, would it make it worse? Um, what, what do you think about when you take your pet? Because it seems like everywhere I go, everybody has got their pets with them. I bet I saw 30 cars go by this morning when we got up and half of them had dogs with their heads stuck out the window. It seems like more and more people are traveling with their pets. And so what do you do to prepare? Um, do, you, do you have enough food? Uh, do they have to have a specific kind of food like Bruiser does? He's allergic to everything. He's allergic to fish, chicken, and almost 90% of all dog food is made with some kind of chicken or chicken byproducts or fish oil. Uh, salmon oil is always in there. He's allergic to all that. So he can only have a particular kind of food. And if you get off out into the back country, are you going to have enough food? We don't feed him table scraps, but I do, as a treat, give him beef jerky because I know what's in it. It's beef. That's it. And he can have that. And so I do take things and, and kind of over-prepare when it comes to his eating, but I wasn't prepared for the mosquitoes and the biting flies so I would take um, some off and I sprayed it with him and he went nuts he went over crawled in the grass started break dancing on his back wiped every bit of it off he couldn't stand it he hated it so then I thought how am I going to get this on him because he's got to have it on him otherwise they're just going to keep attacking him and keep attacking him and keep attacking him there's no way I can keep him off of him and so I spray some on my hand, and of course he heard it, and he started sniffing around to see if I'd sprayed him with it. But then I just petted him, sprayed some more on my hand and pet him, sprayed some more on my pet him, and that seemed to work. And it didn't seem like he was allergic to it. It didn't seem like he was having a problem with it. And it kept him off of him for the most part. I picked up some other stuff that was for biting flies, and when we had taken a trip down to Alabama we were on the beach and the biting flies were just nuts down there so they had this special kind of concoction that was all natural sprayed some of that on my hand rubbed it on him it seemed to do an okay job and so the next day we get up make a breakfast I want to pack things up and get out of there before the mosquitoes thaw out and wake up you know it got down in the 50s and they um they were froze up so before it thawed out I got it packed everything up we took off started going up to where the train tunnel was and found this little open field i hadn't had any coffee i hadn't had any breakfast or anything and so we just pull off in this open field i see there's a creek running down there and i take him down there and we we go down to the creek he likes to run into the creeks and and uh, play in the crease, get him some fresh water to drink. I gathered up some more water for him to drink because you can't ever have enough water. And um, we just 
chill out there for a little bit, cook some lunch, sit down and eat, and um, just just have a good afternoon. About three o'clock, we take off up toward the train tunnel. It was closed, so we had to take our our, our track back down the mountain and just back on the trail. Take us up toward Ten Cup, and we just found another place to camp. Um, set everything up. Um, it was almost to Buena Vista. We went over 12,000 feet, got out, took some pictures. It started raining again, and then I'd have to dry them off. So then I'm thinking, am I going to run out of towels? Do I have enough towels for me to take a shower, for Connie to take a shower? Because all Connie can take on the plane is a backpack and her purse. And I've already called her twice and said, hey, get Bruiser's ball. Hey, grab this. Hey, grab that. Hey, grab this. Grab that. And so she's got this backpack on the plane. She can't be bringing three or four more towels. And I really don't want to go to Walmart and buy three or four more towels. And we're not anywhere close to a Walmart to begin with. So am I going to run out of towels? Trying to keep him dry because he doesn't have the common sense that God gave a goose to stay out of the rain. And so he's out there trying to play with sticks in the rain and getting all wet. And before I can put him in the car or put him in the rooftop tent, I have to dry him off. And then, I ha- then I've got a wet towel. Well, is that towel going to dry before the next time, or am I going to use another one? And so there's another problem. I'm not putting him up in my eye camper when he's soaking wet. I'm not putting him up in the eye camper when he's got muddy feet. I'm not putting him in my FJ on his bed when he's wet or got muddy feet. So I've got to have a towel totally dedicated to keeping Bruiser dry and clean. Is that towel going to last all week? I don't know. We'll have to camp beside a creek. I'll probably have to wash it and then dry it out before we're able to go because that's just one thing that we're going to have to have. So far, we're good on water. Uh, When I came into Denver to pick Connie up, I got here early, went by a truck stop, tried to refill on water, but the water things were turned off. Not really sure why. But we may have to stop and buy a case of water to refill our water because you cannot run out of water when you have pets. You cannot run out of water, period. Now, I've got a five-gallon tank in the back with running water. Right behind the seat, I've got eight gallons. And then I brought three gallons of filtered water for us to drink, um, use our toothbrush, brush our teeth, uh, anything like that. So we've got a lot of water. And every single time that we've camped, besides one, it's been beside a creek. So we've been able to refill bruiser's water, um, shower water, and just general water that we're not going to drink. So we've been doing pretty good on that. But the next night we camp, we camp in an open field. Um, It's right outside of a reservoir, so we've got a great view of the mountains. Bruiser gets out, goes and sniffs every bush within a quarter mile radius, has a great time. Nobody around but us. And there are no bugs. It's a great spot. There's no trees, but there's no bugs. And because there's no trees, there's no sticks. And since I forgot Bruiser's ball, He's whining, wants something to play with. He goes and tries to break off a little piece of the bush so he'll have a stick to play with, but he can't do it. So he's bored. He's needy. He's wanting something to do. 
And finally, he just sit, looks at the bottom of the ladder and starts winding. He wants to go to bed. And so here we are, three nights in a row, going to bed without the sun ever even going down. So I grab him, hold him up in there, put his bed up in there, and we're up in there going to bed before it gets dark. The next night, headed toward Denver to pick Connie up, and we're having to find a place to stay. We go through Buena Vista, trying to get to as close to Denver as possible, but don't want to get too close, because if you run out of National Forest, where are you going to stay? Walmart parking lot? Um, you might stay in a school parking lot, a bank parking lot. I don't know. But I didn't want to get too close. I wanted to find a place where we could go in the National Forest. Saw a little place for a campground, pulled up to the campground, 22 bucks a night. No freaking thank you. For no amenities, just a little flat spot to park, no thank you. Uh, went right around the corner. It was National Forest, about a quarter mile up this road. Found a little spot pull down in there again right beside a creek beautiful little spot get out get start getting everything all set up here come the mosquitoes here come the biting flies once again all over again he's going nuts biting them running trying to get away from them he just sits at the bottom of the ladder ready to go to bed because he knows when he gets up in that eye camper there are no flies no mosquitoes up there to bother him and he could sleep peacefully so what do you think about when you take a pet camping? Are you going to have enough water? Are you going to have enough food? You got something to do with the bugs? There's always something that pops up with them that takes us by surprise. We got to be able to think. We got to be able to get to the nearest town to pick up whatever supplies we need in case they need it. That's what I'm having to deal with this week. And we're fixing to pick her up and do it all over again. But I've learned a little bit now. Maybe it'll go better from here on out. I hope have you, you have a great week. And I hope you take your pets with you. And learn to deal with the obstacles. And overcome everything that gets in your way. Because they are worth traveling with. This is the Overland Philosopher saying... We don't have a whole lot of time in this life. Use your time wisely. Get out, explore, see this beautiful earth before your time runs out. Thank you for joining me and tune in next time for a new edition of the Overland Philosopher Podcast. Have a great day.